Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. It is a wonderful truth to know that the living God, the only one, created humanity with the purpose and goal of our having a relationship with Him. We are actually created for relationship, not merely as social beings with other fellow humans, but also with God. This is actually our destiny that He had intended for us, that we would be forever with God. And this is the destiny of those who come to the living God through faith and trust in Him by receiving Christ. We are made children of God. We are brought into the family of God. We have the prospect of everlasting company and fellowship with the Creator of the universe. It's an amazing truth that the Bible brings to us. So we were created for this fellowship and we are created for the true life, a life that reflects the purity and the character of God. This is the true life. But how do we attain to it? We find ourselves to be quite different in our internal constitution. Our dispositions often go the opposite way. We experience enough of our own selves to know that out of our heart, from deep within us, spring attitudes, thoughts, behaviors, which we ourselves don't like. Whether it is lust, whether it is greed, whether it is rivalry, whether it is envy, uh, deep hatred, um, just vile and impure thoughts and desires, things which we despise ourselves come out of the depths of our heart. And this points to our human predicament of being in sin, being born in sin and growing up in it, and thus alienated from the life of God. This is why we need salvation. We need to be rescued from this state. And we need to be rescued from this state in multiple kinds of ways. We need to be rescued in a way judicially, forensically. God finds us guilty and we need to be acquitted. But we need more. We not only want forgiveness, but we should also desire the capacity to live a life that is right. And very often in human thinking and in religions, we turn for this capacity to disciplines and for regulations and to laws and rules. And this is a hallmark of all religion. Rules and regulations and standards and requirements. And we sort of feel adequate when we have met these standards to some degree. And the Bible exposes the fallacy of that, the total inadequacy of all of these things. And one thing that many don't recognize is that from the very beginning to now to the end, God's purpose in rescuing us and saving us and bringing us into a relationship with Him is accomplished on the basis of a free gift by Him. Salvation is by God's grace. A free gift. How do we get to it? Receive it, obtain it, 
we get it by trusting in him. So the Bible sets the example for this very early in the book of Genesis through Abraham. It says, Abraham believed God. God considered that to his account for righteousness, for a right standing. We believe God. And this is the message that even salvation through Christ is by faith. It is by grace. It is a free gift because Christ has accomplished the Son of God in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, who lived a sinless, perfect life here on earth on behalf of humanity by entering into humanity as one of us. He, in a sinless and perfect life, accomplished all that was necessary for our salvation. So Christ is our means of life. He is life itself. He is salvation. Salvation is in Him. It is obtained through faith. Now we, in our journey through the epistle to the Galatians written by the Apostle Paul, we have come to the end of chapter 2 where he speaks of the central truth. He was alive in some ways as a religionist in the practice of Judaism in its Pharisaic branch. Very zealous for not only the law in the Bible, but also the additions to it that happened in Jewish tradition. But when he realized his own sinfulness and when he met Christ, it all changed. He says he died to that law so that he might live to God. This life is something that when we find it, we encounter it, we will desire it. Who doesn't want to be as good as possible? Some would say, when we are in the bondage of sin, yeah, I don't want to be that too good because we consider pleasure, joy, the meaningful things of life with things which we think are and know are wrong. But it is possible to come past this, to find true and genuine joy and satisfaction in life by being good by having the life of God in us, by living the life that God is able to give us. It would be like saying, um, I don't want to be like a holy angel. That would be too good for me. I would like a little bit of the demon in me. We would not think rationally this way. And it is also the, the lesson from our fallen life in history as we Observe it day after day as you read it in the tabloids that all of the pursuit of pleasure and happiness where we think it is doesn't actually bring us to it. People who have abundant wealth and have tried everything, whether it is experimenting with one type of relationship sexuality, other things, after another, whether going into pleasure-inducing experiences, drugs, all of these, people come to a bitter end often. Alongside this pseudo-life with the lies of the evil one and the blindness with which people pursue it, there stands the true life of God. This life manifests itself by our experience of joy, and peace. What would you trade for peace? I would trade nothing else for a genuine experience of peace in my life. Peace, joy, contentment, satisfaction, confidence, 
lack of fear about destiny, all of these things. God is able to bring all of this to us. He brings it to us through Christ. He brings it to us when we trust Him. He brings it to us through the ministry of His Holy Spirit in the lives of those human beings who have come to Him by faith and have become children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So Paul says, a moment came in his life, the religious zealot that he was, he died to all of that. He died to it because the, the rules and regulations were themselves incapable of transforming him. And this is a great discovery about religion. It is incapable of transforming him. Often discipline and rigor applied to our daily life can bring a sort of benefit of conduct. It doesn't, though, transform the, the inner personality. People with great power, great education, great attainment are often still beset with fundamental flaws of character, of dissatisfaction, of rivalry, of pride, of arrogance, of unkindness, and a whole variety of human sinful predicament. Paul comes to the living and true God through Christ. And he dies by faith, being crucified with Christ. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. For a believer, faith in Christ is not only a mental thing, it is a commitment, it's a trust, which also simultaneously begins a journey of transformation. God sends His Spirit into our lives so that now, by depending on Him and trusting in Him and being sensitive to the calling of God, we can live a life that is pleasing to God. Jesus died on the cross not only as our substitute. In his death, we should see our death. And this is the amazing thing about the way the Apostle Paul presents the reality of the gospel. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. And in some ways, it is true, it is judicial. When Jesus died, when I trust in him, God sees myself as having died with Christ. My sins were laid on Christ. Christ atoned for them, paid for them, suffered the judgment for them in his death. So in Jesus' death is my death. But Paul sees this from another perspective. He says that if all that I am as a sinful person deserves to die and Jesus died in my place, then let me see myself as having died with him. For him, the cross is very real. It's not only the death of Christ, but also his own death with Christ. That is everything I need to die to with regard to my sin. Everything that is displeasing to God. Let me die in regard to all of those things with Christ on the cross. So the law told me my own sinfulness the law revealed to me its own inadequacy to transform me. All the prescriptions of people, do this, do that, don't do bad, do right. 
They just tell me I fall short. They did not give me the capacity to do them. So through the law, I find my own sinfulness. Through the law, I discover the law's own inability to give me power to be different or better. So when I come to Christ, I'm finished with all that. In Christ is life. And the, the life that I obtain in Christ comes with real power. Because when anyone, any man, any woman comes to Christ, who is in Christ, they are a new creation. All things are passed away. Old things are all passed away. New things have come. God sends His Spirit into our life to give us capacity to follow His will. So, St. Paul here can say, I have been crucified, I have died with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's a new life. Jesus Christ offers us new life. This new life is by coming to Him by faith. To simply to come to God and say, Lord God, I acknowledge you. I believe, I confess that you are there. I acknowledge my sin. I am a sinner. I have fallen short. My life is not right. I know it. I admit it before you. I believe and accept that Jesus Christ died for me. I receive him as my Savior. Come into my life. Make me your own. Give me your grace, your power, through your Spirit to live a life that is pleasing to you. God accepts us in Christ. By faith, we are saved. We are justified, made children of God. Not contingent on our becoming better. We want to be better simply because that is better for us. The life of God is the true life, and God invites us into that life through Christ. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.